Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Self-Confidence Project. I'm your host, Kimberly Hill, and this podcast is all about life and dating and relationships and navigating this intoxicatingly tricky world that we are all in. I want to bring you humor. I want to bring you fun. I want to bring you practical advice that you can apply right away in your lives and your dating lives and in your relationships. So thank you all for tuning in. I look forward to bringing you another episode. What are we waiting for? Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the self-confidence project. I'm your host, Kimberly Hale, and we're going to be diving into unpacking some of the harmful consequences of the feminist movement. And as a dating and relationship coach who's been supporting men for many years now, it is becoming ever so apparent that there are ways that the rise in feminism and female empowerment is actually harming our view and roles within relationships. Now there's perspectives and opinions for why it's a positive thing, why perhaps is a harmful or negative thing. And this is very much the delicate yin and yang and balance of life. But in today's show, I want to unpack some of the things that I'm noticing are the harmful consequences of this rise in feminism. So we're going to talk about, okay, what is feminism? A little bit about where, where it began and how it got all got its start. And then what I'm noticing in terms of the harmful consequences within the dynamics I see between men and women today. Now, before I dive into today's juicy uh, episode, of course, if you're new to my show, welcome aboard. Lovely to have you here. Uh, I've been producing this podcast now for a couple of years. We talk all things life, dating and relationships. And I do private one-on-one coaching with men that are either single and looking to date and find a loving long-term partner but maybe are struggling to get themselves out there or struggling to attract the right kind of woman, or they maybe need some fresh perspective and guidance around how to get out there and date successfully or how to build a successful dating profile. Uh, And I also work with men that are currently in relationships, new or long-term relationships that are looking to get some fresh perspective on how they can improve their communication, deepen their intimacy, and reawaken the spark that often gets lost with time. So if either of those sound like you, uh, then I do encourage you to book a complimentary consultation with me uh, so that we can get to know each other. I can understand your situation and determine whether or not coaching and or myself is the right fit to support you to reaching your goals as it pertains to this part of your life, dating, love, and relationships. Now, I've also got a brand new YouTube channel. It's been live for the last couple of months where I put out some longer form video content around similar subjects to the podcast here. Uh, So if you haven't been over to my new channel, please check it out and give me a subscribe uh, and see what kind of videos there might resonate with you as well as let me know what kind of content you want to see as I'm producing all of this for you guys. Now, back to talking about feminism. Well, first and foremost, like what is feminism? (laughs) I think the definition has you know, maybe been lost on some people over the last few years, but it is very much a diverse and multifaceted societal, it's a political movement, right? That advocates very much for the rights, equality, and liberation of women. Yay, right? (laughs) It is seeking to challenge and address various forms of discrimination that has and does exist. Uh, It seeks to address oppression and, of course, gender-based inequalities that women have been facing or historically faced in societies around the world. So it's very much advocating for women. And it's it's not a single 
ideology or monolithic ideology, but it really encompasses many different beliefs, many different theories, and many different approaches, which is why it is a very complex and evolving movement. What one woman believes and thinks and needs and wants isn't necessarily the same thing that another woman believes and thinks and needs and wants. Therefore, it can be a very complex movement and a very challenging movement. Now, uh, the rise in feminism or the feminist movement has been around for some time. It's got a very complex history and there's been various phases and waves of its activism. Uh, and really, you know, the first kind of origins of the feminist movement is traced all the way back to the 19th and 20th centuries. Uh, but of course, it's, it's important to note that, you know, women and individuals have been advocating for gender equality for much longer than that and it's existed through existed throughout all of history. Uh, but of course, in the late 19th and early 20th centuries, the first primary focus of feminism was on gaining women the ability and the right to vote, right? And then as we emerged into the 1960s and the 1980s, it was very much a response to the gender inequalities and social norms of the post-World War II era. And women wanted to broaden the scope of this activism uh, beyond women's suffrage to address many issues such as women's reproductive rights, workplace discrimination, of course, sexual freedom and liberation. And it really started to challenge traditional gender roles and expectations. So it led to the women's liberation movement. And of course, it advocated for the legalization of abortion, women's right to bear children or to not, and many countries. So this is 1960s, 1980s. Now, as we get into the third wave of feminism, 1990s, early 2000s, uh, it was very much characterized by wanting more diversity and inclusivity. And it recognized that feminism needed to address the intersecting identities and experiences that women are having. So we look to address issues such as race and sexual orientation and transgender rights. Uh, focusing on individual empowerment, having the ability to have your own sexual agency. And it really did challenge stereotypes and media portrayals of women. Okay, and now as we get into late 2000s to present day, this is very much considered the fourth wave of feminism. Uh, it's very ongoing, right? There's a lot of online activism and it's very much being fueled by social media it's got a strong emphasis on intersectionality, inclusivity, uh, addressing issues even as far reaching as online harassment, gender-based violence, and of course, we're looking at addressing issues of gender equality, reproductive rights, workplace discrimination, violence against women, etc., etc. And so it's you're no stranger to witnessing that there are more women in the workforce. There are more women that are becoming the breadwinners, breadwinners in households. There are many women that are, in fact, and this is my opinion here, that are taking on roles that were traditionally perceived as male roles. And so it also brings about its own challenges. And so today, you know, giving you just a brief little history of how we've gotten to this wave here is for me to share a little bit on, you know, how this can actually be harming our relationships. Now, 
most people don't believe that feminism is inherently harmful to relationships. They believe that it can have a really positive effect on relationships by promoting equality, promoting good communication, promoting respect between partners, which I believe in good communication. I believe in respect. However, I'm starting to notice that there's detriment to our relationships. And I want to share a couple of ways that some people in the media, including myself now have an opinion on where feminism might be potentially having a negative impact on our relationships. The first is, it is very clear to me as a, a, a dating and relationship coach for men that there is a large misunderstanding of gender roles. You get into a relationship with a woman, I'm talking monogamous, male, female relationship, the rise in feminine has contributed and has led to confusion and conflict in relationships because we are challenging our gender roles. What are we expecting each person within that relationship to do? What are we expecting each partner to contribute to the relationship? What are we expecting in terms of financial, in terms of household responsibilities? This is causing a lot of conflict and stress. Now, it's very clear when we look in history, let's just say we go the first half of the 20th century, the primary role of most adult women was to care for their family and their home. Men more often worked outside the home for pay, and they assumed the role of the household head. So they were responsible to contribute to society. They are responsible for bringing home the finances and women were expected to raise the children, keep the house tidy, provide, provide emotional support to their husbands, right? And just generally like run the household. However, today that's not necessarily the case in our relationship. So now we must ask ourselves the question on what are men expecting from women within that relationship and what are women expecting from men? And because we don't necessarily have a clear cut answer to that question, there is invitation for misunderstanding of our gender roles. And because so many women are so capable nowadays, they are assuming a different emotional role within that relationship. If women are not relying on their male counterpart to be the sole provider, right? If they're busy working 50, 60 hours a week at a corporate job, then of course they're not, they're going to be resentful if they're also then expected to raise the kids, clean the home, cook the dinner and provide emotional support to their support to their male partner when they probably need a little help as well. So what's happening here is this large misunderstanding of who does what and what's the expectation within a relationship and also how do I emotionally feel about these changing roles? There's many men that are stay-at-home dads while the women go out and work. But I'm wondering <laughs> what is going to be the long-term consequence of this? Are women, are some women going to begin losing their feminine side? Are some women going to assume these very masculine, energetic roles that they lose touch with their natural feminine essence? Are women so burnt out and stressed and working so hard that 
we don't have the same kind of patience and ability to nurture those around us. What really is going to be the consequence of the muddiness and misunderstanding of gender roles as it pertains to relationships? Now, I don't have the answer. I have my ideas, my predictions. I can tell you that as a woman who works a lot and as I am aging, I am really starting to understand the beauty and appreciate my feminine side. And I really truly appreciate the ambition and drive and hard work that my partner shows. And more and more, I want to take on that feminine role of looking after the home, raising a family, and emotionally supporting him while he's out there <laughs> doing the work. And that, maybe that maybe that sounds like I'm looking for a break, but certainly running a household and providing that kind of support is a full-time job for a woman. So ask yourself, how is this impacting your relationships to women? Or if there's women listening to my show today, how is this impacting your relationship with men? What are your expectations of men these days? And men, what are your expectations of women? Because there is a misunderstanding of gender roles and it is causing a lot of confusion. And it's very plain to see that in the work that I do. So this is coming about from feminism, right? Women want to have the ability to work the same jobs as men, get the same pay as men, and get treated equally. And there's a funny thing. I could have a whole show on my thoughts on equality because I do believe that within a relationship, they should be fair. They're not necessarily equal. Equality to me means that what one person does, the other person then also equally has to do. And I believe that a relationship is harmonious and beautiful when we bring different skills and different strengths to that dynamic, not try and be equal in all ways. Now, another potentially negative impact that I'm seeing within relationships is a bit of this emotional distance or emotional shutting down to a degree. Feminism does contend and encourage a lot of independence. Women go seize the day, do what you want, you know, take over the world, run a business. But is it to the point where their emotional intimacy is being compromised? If we are working very hard to be very self-sufficient, and very empowered as an individual, as a woman, does that then create some roadblocks in our ability to open up emotionally within a relationship? Do we need to have our head screwed on so tight and be so focused on what we are achieving and organizing that we may struggle to open up in our relationships? I don't know. I don't know all of the exact consequence of all of this, but it does raise the question, if women are out there seizing the day, becoming so self-sufficient, where is that female fragility in a sense? And where is that tenderness and softness to open up and also know that we are taken care of in our relationships or are we relying 100% on ourselves, and therefore we don't know how to shut off and be cared for from someone else? How is that impacting the emotional element of our relationships? Something worth asking. Now, what about power struggles? Because this is definitely coming, <laughs> coming up these days, right? I, I see a lot of uh, my male clients 
40 and above on average that have had a divorce. One of the number one things I hear from them is, I tried everything to make my partner happy, but I still didn't succeed. And in fact, she became quite critical of me. And is this happening because there's a power struggle? When both partners are trying to strongly assert their independence, their equality, it can lead to power dynamics, power struggles. Who's making the decisions, right? Is, is your relationship becoming a bit competitive? Who makes more money? Are there more conflicts over decision-making? Because traditionally, I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but traditionally men made the decisions. They took control of the household. But now women are capable of making the decisions. So is there more conflict now between men and women in relationships? Because the person that gets to make the decision is the one that wins the argument, the one that asserts more control. I did a podcast months and months ago talking about uh, abuse, in fact, and control or the fight for control can also create abuse in a relationship. So if a woman is earning more money than a man, does that give her the right to make more decisions? If a man is making more money than a woman, does that give him the right to make more decisions? I don't know. Ask yourself that question. Does that mean our 1920s relationships where men had an abuse of power over women? Maybe. Perhaps in some cases. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very important for a man to accept a woman's influence. And there are times when a woman may have some beautiful insight as to what decision needs to be made because she's intelligent and she's out there making decisions all day long. But how is this impacting day-to-day -day relationships? Is there more conflict, more seeking of control, more competition? How is this impacting relationships today? Now, what about communication challenges, right? When we talk about feminism, we talk about rights, what about whether men and women have different opinions on the subject? It, it, it provides communication challenges when the person you're dating may not share similar views around feminism. And this can hinder your ability to communicate openly and effectively discussions about feminism might become sources of tension in your relationship. And I mean, this goes down to all other aspects of relationships too. You'll have communication challenges if you don't understand how to work through differing beliefs or differing viewpoints. That's why a lot of people, when they date, they say, I only want to date someone who shares my same political view. But even if they share a similar political view, they may not share a similar view on all elements of that. So there's always going to be some level of disagreement. So how do you work through these communication challenges? And more specifically, uh, with the impact of the rise of feminism, how do you how do you talk about feminism within your relationship? It goes back to the first point, which is helping uh, understand what are the roles within that relationship? Because if you have very different views on that, uh, you're going to have very different views on how to experience and enjoy your relationship to each other. Now, I believe that each relationship dynamic should talk about this and should agree on what works for them because I don't believe there is one right way and one wrong way. It's the way that works for the two of you and makes you both feel happy and content and satisfied. Now, feminism also places an overemphasis on individuality. So 
some critics of it will argue that feminism places a lot of emphasis on self-expression, potentially leading to uh, neglect of the collective well-being and perhaps a neglect of compromise that is required in a successful partnership. If women are really fighting and have this burning fire in them to express their rights and have their own self-expression, then is that at the detriment of some level of compromise that is required with the man that you are living with, right? Is the overemphasis on individuality also hurting you? Because my belief is that a healthy long-term relationship is one of interdependence, not independence and not codependence, but of interdependence. You both bring something to the table. You both have your own identity, but you also understand how to work with each other to make that a successful partnership. So it's really important to also question how this is impacting your relationships, your experience of dating, the way you navigate, even talking to women these days. I know so many men are uh, terrified. It's not right, the right word, but worried, stressed that if they approach a woman in public, she's going to think he's some creepy sex driven man who cares nothing about who she truly is and only wants to get her in the bedroom. And so these guys are going, I don't, I don't even want to bother because my goodness, you know, the risk that I'm taking feels too high for the reward. So there are some perceived negative impacts of feminism on relationships. They're not shared by everybody. I wanted to bring this podcast to light to get you thinking about how is this impacting you? And I believe there's going to be <laughs> many women that recognize that this control for power isn't necessarily what they truly want. Maybe I'm old minded, old school minded. I believe women should be treated with respect and I should, I believe that women should be provided opportunities where they are skilled to have them, where they work hard to have them, where they are deserving of them. I don't believe a woman shouldn't get a job at a firm simply because she's a woman. <laughs> if that's what she wants, then she should work hard for it to earn it. But when it comes to the dynamic within our relationships, how is feminism impacting you? How is it impacting how you feel about the woman you date and the conversations you have and who is taking control and how you compromise in certain areas of life? It's worth thinking about. It varies on your individual perspective. It varies on your values. It varies on the way in which you interpret this and practice this within a given relationship, but it is definitely worth considering and thinking about in terms of how it impacts you in your romantic life. So I hope that this podcast has got you something, created something for you to think about. Maybe some questions to ask yourself around what kind of relationship are you truly looking for? And what are the meaningful qualities within that relationship that you want to display and you hope that your partner displays because these are conversations worth having because if you come into a relationship with an expectation that your partner is not willing or able to meet you're not going to have a successful relationship there's too much difference there so thank you very much for tuning in to this week's episode of the self-confidence project would love to hear your thoughts views and opinions on this and the best way you can drop some com uh, content or uh, comments to me uh, is through uh, my email info at selfconfidenceproject.com or please send me a DM on Instagram at Kimberly Nina Hill. Would love to hear your views on this podcast today. 
and please share it with someone who may want to consider thinking about these things. Till next week. Ciao.